Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. (laughs) Hello world, yay! It's Tuesday. It's the first Tuesday of March, 2021. And it is the first Tuesday of Women's History Month. Yay! An an entire month that honors women in history and the women who are history makers and the women who have impacted our lives, right? We get to celebrate those women, not only the famous, amazing, famous women, but uh, also the women who are in our everyday lives, who love us and love on us and who, you know, our moms, our grandmas, our besties, our business partners, all those things. And um, I'm so excited about that. (laughs) I am too. I know. I love it. So good. Yay. Well, and we, we have an amazing, of course, appropriately timed and a never a surprise affirmation for today, as well as we are going to be talking about the class that we are both taking. I feel like it's more like a sermon, but the, the class that we're taking uh, right now with Megan Watterson. And so we've got some cool notes to share on that today around Mary Magdalene and really the art of seeing through the eye. And I think that it is, it's been such a cool class. I wish I had it every Sunday. <laughs> I, I agree. I wish we had it every Sunday. Megan, let's do it every Sunday. Oh, uh, <laughs> honestly, even I, I think what I've, I've I've learned from that is that I I cr- I'm craving like organized learning like that. Mm-hmm. Like I I definitely dig that. So um, before we share what's in our cups and we roll into the conversation, are you ready to lead us in some breathing? Yes, I love this. And I, and as it relates to the intention of the queen and and all of this, we're going to really, really practice that three-part breathing. Yes. Um, and um, Megan Watterson, um, I love the way that she has framed this, and that is connecting to that, that great unsayable love, um, the great big unsayable love, which is our soul. Um, and that is really what this breath is all about, is remembering and uniting that we are fully spirit, fully human. Um, and that um, intersection at the heart is really the, the source and um, of our power. And um, so we're going to go in and we're going to connect to our source um, and remember and um, reignite. So, <laughs> so finding that tall lifted spine, grounding through the sitting bones, imagine a nice deep tap root coming from the base of the spine, connecting into the center of the earth, rooting and grounding, sending that exhale breath into that space. And then on the inhale, connecting up through the spine to the crown of our head, remembering our queendom, our sovereignty, and then dropping into the space, the heart center. So big breath in, center of the heart here, the soul. Exhale, releasing. Big breath into the mind, the processor of our senses, our body, fully human. And exhaling that. Big breath in, uniting the two, the heart and the mind. Big exhale, releasing expelling into the world. 
<laughs> unsayable love. Fully human, fully divine. Yes. What I what I took from the last two kind of breathing exercises that Megan took us through, and something that I feel like is kind of always on my mind is when she talks about intentional breathing, right? Like, like we do here. I thought maybe there's somebody else out there who's thinking the same thing. And that is when you're doing a breathing exercise, when you're doing intentional breathing with us, that doesn't mean the only breaths you take are the ones that Molly is speaking. <laughs> like you can take other breaths in between those breaths. And that the whole purpose of intentional breathing is to be intentional about that breath. But if you need to breathe more often, you don't have to hold your breath and wait. Um, yeah. And I, I, I loved that clarification. I mean, I'm pretty, you know, pretty strong minded. And so of course I'm breathing when I need to breathe. I just, I, I simply thought when she said that, I, thought, yeah, I bet you there's people out there who listen to us who think, okay, what is she going to let us breathe again? Yeah, that, is, that is so funny. I hold my breath for a long time, right? Cause I do a lot of breath retention, but that's not typical for a lot of people, but you know, it's, here's the thing. And this is, I had a massive download on Sunday. Um, and just cover this. And then I know we need to get into the other things first, but um, like, you know, when you have an integration of, of words into your, you know, the connecting the dots, if you will. Yes. Um, that, you know, she was talking about linear time and that most of us are either mentally the process our brain being the processor of our humanity, right? The way that we're able to experience the material world um, is through the processor of the brain. Yes. Right. And the senses, right? The body. Um, but what was interesting to me was that she was saying that most of us with the processor being either in the past, thinking about things that have happened or in the future, planning for what's to come. But the place of being fully human, fully present is actually, excuse me, fully human, fully spirit is actually in the present. Yes. And we like, are so infrequently actually present. Oh my God. We have the same download, Molly. I am not kidding. This is insane. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> I actually said to Andrew, I feel like I'm constantly planning the future. Oh, me too. hundred percent. Something, something in all of the words that were said on Sunday, I was like, I have got to stop doing this. Yes. I have resources. Yeah. I can't, I, I have the privilege of living in this moment Yeah, and being fully present. It's so interesting that we both heard the same thing and that we were both like major future planners. Oh, a hundred percent. And I'm not really ever fully present, right? Except for when I'm in meditation and I do a lot of meditation. And um, I think that's probably why I crave it so much is because of that. But even in my relationships, I'm, you know, I'm in my phone or I'm planning, I'm a step ahead or, you know, and, um, but it was a massive download. I'm like, okay, we actually aren't being, we aren't remembering who we are when we are either in the past or the future. We only can do that when we are fully present. And that is the reason why the breath is so profound is because when you are intentionally breathing, you, it's very difficult to be elsewhere. Yes. Because you are focused, hyper-focused on one thing. I am breathing in, I am breathing out. And I think that is why that is such the source of power or like the, the entry, if you will, into an enlightened state. And I don't really like in those words, enlightenment or assumption, because it, again, it, 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 it paints this linear picture of moving up into higher, which then makes something else lower, right? Yeah. And it creates the duality. So it's not what I mean when I say that, but it was, it was a massive download and I haven't quite been able to formulate the words to communicate something that I experienced to shift. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah, super, super incredible moments. Yeah. I, I hear you. I felt the same thing. Um, I, I think that is a, our, our souls, our spirits, our minds, our bodies, our entire being is craving being present. And we've been, um, I think really for the last year in particular, because we've all been planning for when we can all be outside or be together or that, that future statement is in pretty much every conversation. And yeah, it's really interesting because I've tried, I, I did not tried, 
I practiced being very mindful yesterday about how much I wanted to sit down and plan. Yeah. Like really it was, it's, it's a bit of an addiction, like actually not, not being where I am right now, but thinking about, Oh, it will be like this or, Oh, I can't wait till that. Or, Oh, like looking for the next house or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. It's always a a future. And I think that there's, there's a lot of, um, a, a lot of power in collectively reminding ourselves of that. So I will do my best to pop in on your texts and say, are you being present? Please feel free to do the same to me. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> like, just to clarify, well, because I mean, like as business women, right? Um, like as a marketer, I have to have a plan, right? Because we're guiding a team and there's all kinds of moving parts, you know? And so we live in a future state because we have to have a vision of where we're going so that we can direct appropriately, correct? Right. And so it's not about not having a plan and because I think that's part of it. I think it's about being in the moment. So you have these moments of like, because that's the, that's the navigating the material world, right? Where you can vision quest, you put things on the board, you set a, you set a vision. And then you like the way that I like to communicate that to my team is like, you've painted your target, right? Mm -hmm. So that you know where we're going so that everybody has the same image of the target. And so that we aren't all directing our energies in places we're, we're directing our energy toward the same destination, right? Yes. And um, so we need that as collaborators to sh- have a shared vision. Yeah. Where it gets problematic is that while we're creating, right, we're always in the future state or the past state, and then we're not bringing our whole self to the moment. Right. And I think that is, I think that's the nuance and also the magic. Um, so... I don't know if I'm explaining that clearly or not. Yeah, you definitely are. You definitely are. And I, I think that one of the the lessons that we're we're both bringing in, and you know, it's it starts with you know focusing and being intentional about our breaths, and then it's about being a, being present in our our minds, right? What what are we thinking about right now? What and when I'm planning, I'm not shaming myself for planning. I'm asking myself, is, is that the best and highest use of my time and for the good of all and the harm of none, right? Am I, am I plotting and planning (laughs) something that that I really need to be right now? Or am I using that, you know, uh, as a, as a distraction, right? As a way to comfort myself or numb myself from, from experiencing where I am right now. And I think that that is so such a powerful um, internal conversation to have, right? To be present. And I feel like when, when we're here, the two of us gather here, or we are, are you know, our pre-meetings in here when we're uh, chatting with Vanessa or we're having conversations with the Woman Up team or we're getting together to, to vision cast what's going on with Rate My Agent and all these, all these different um, squads, all these different communities and circles of people that we have in our lives that we, we need to be mindful and prepared when we're together. <laughs> and yeah. so it's a, it is a, there's some no's that need to happen, I think. Yeah. And you know, that that's one of the biggest lessons um, in our Sunday class. And I know we're just diving right into it, but it's, we're, we're, we're doing this is the, the Vesica Pisces, right? Which are the, the, it's the two full circles coming together and overlapping, creating that space between in the Christian level of the fish or the sacred Yoni. Um, if you know, if you know what that is, then I'm like, I just winked at you guys might wink. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just love that word, Yoni. Um, but this, where the two circles are coming together, right? That place between, I've always understood that as part of the, one of the laws of the universe of um, the masculine. Yes, that's it. I always, I, as the seed, you know, I'm into, I'm into sacred geometry, right? So it's like the two seeds coming together and um, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Which is really was talking about the almond. Like yes. she really, she really talked a lot about the, the almond, the shape of the almond. Um, I love that. Yeah. Which is crazy. But like that as being the masculine and the feminine principle of how you have to have the inspiration of the feminine and the will to create and the masculine energy to actually be effective. 
productive in this world, right? And like as a business person, like that balance of being able to have ideas and execute on them is what to me the Vesica Pisces has always symbolized. But now she is adding another layer. Well, I'm like I'm using your words in my head. I'm seeing your words in my head. The luscious, lit, rich layers, right, or whatever, of the idea of being fully spirit, fully human. And then that space between the almond, um, the egg, if you will, yeah. of where we are is is also that the big, great, unsayable love, you know, and how we are actually, how we, that's like the secret, right, is, is that, yes, we are fully spirit and fully human, and one is not better than the other. It's just how we experience this material plane. And um, I just, just like, like downloading all over the place on Sunday, just yeah, Gloria. So um, before I share uh, my next thought, I want to, to let you know that I am on my third to the last cup of love. Oh, okay. I have to um, send some more. So I need to put an order in. <laughs> I should just actually put that like on a repeat order. Is that possible? <laughs> um, it is. Uh, I'm going to show look at how dark it is today oh, oh wow you had a heavy steep girl I this love that. Is, you know what this is in this this new um teacup that i got that that has oh. this ceramic um diffuser it is like i don't know what it's magical i have always had tea brewing envy because your tea always is so dark and like chewy it's so beautiful to look at i'm like why does mine never get that way well now i know it's simply i was using the wrong tools um oh. and this little this little mug with the, the cover right so it does what you you've taught me right it keeps it all nice and yes um, all, all, all of the goodness in out. yes and it is the 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 amount of tea that drew put in to steep is Oh, amazing. And it's super spicy, nice and hot. Um, yeah, thank you. My husband's saying he loves me. Uh, he's like, thank you're drinking you. love, love, just in case you can't tell. Uh, he made my tea lovingly this morning. And the it is so, like, it is so fiery. I know. I, I, I love that. that. So good. I like that we're even just changing the conversation about what love is. And that tea actually gives back to Glennon Doyle's Together Rising. And I think it's a perfect correlation because she has that fiery, passionate love for people and for helping and that her love um, warriors, you know, where, um, you know, the entire Together Rising is about, you know, people coming together to really um, put their money where it's needed. Um, and it's not just a romantic, soft, passionate, you know, not passionate, like love. It's about like showing, it's about being a warrior. And like that tea for me is not about like romantic love. It is about, it is about fiery heat of, of sparking that thing inside of us that actually shows up for each other. Um, and so, um, that's why that, that, um, charity is Glenn and Doyle. I'm getting more and getting like, okay, so here's another red thread. So yesterday on my walk, I was listening to Caroline Miss, the, another, you know, whatever session of the powerful language. Yeah. And she was talking about the interview she had with Oprah and how Oprah always asks like, what is God to you? Yes. Right? And how Caroline answers, God is law to law. me. Yes. I and had the same thing when I heard those words, I was like, yes. It's well, and you know, what's so beautiful about it is we've, when she's, when she starts to un, uh, unravel this, this space and this, this sweater, like I was imagining this big, you know, cozy sweater that we've all kind of made pink and fluffy and, and like this, like God is love, God is love. Like oh, yeah. I was just imagining her just like pulling that thread, right. Going, yes. come on. Like, and she is so... <laughs> She's like this hippie Jersey, like super raw, uh, like no filter whatsoever. And, yes. and I love that she doesn't read her book necessarily that she is really like riffing on yes. what she's written. Yes. And when she's like, like that makes absolutely no sense to me. And she's taught. And so she talks, starts talking about love and it's, 
it is what we're talking about, right? There is, there are different types of love and this whole, this whole beautiful, like super squishy, fluffy, you know, cotton candy version of love that it seemed to me that she was, whether it was snarky or not, that she was like poo-pooing, like, come on now. Uh, she was really talking about the fierce, like um, a warrior kind of love. And yeah, that fits, that fits because that's, a, that's what a protective, caring creator would do. It's not romantic. No. <laughs> like, it's not it's not skipping together on the beach. It's him carrying us on the beach when we're when, when we're bawling our eyes out, right? Like, girl, I mean, you are totally preaching right now because when I heard those words from Caroline Ness, I was in the bathtub, and when she said that God is law, I was laying back, nice and relaxed, and I sat up and I was like. Like that is everything. It is the neutral force. It's not love, right? Love and, and hate are duels. Yes. So it, it can't be love, right? Because then it's a pole, you know? And I'm like, that's it. And then it applies to the hermetic principles of the seven laws of the universe. I just, I was like, yes, that's, that is the, that's the, the mustard seed needed to be able to um, unpack things. Yes. Well, and I, I, I love, and here's the, the thing for those of you who are with us live or watching the replay or listening on the podcast, it's the having the vocabulary, right? Having the words that describe where you are in this moment. And that's the power. The, she speaks to that, of course, in the power of holy language, because it's about holy language. Yes. Um, however, it's in everything, right? And everywhere we go. It's not simply when we're talking about our, our, our spiritual journey or our business journey. It is in, it's a yes and, right? It's, it really is woven into so many places. And when between listening to her and the course with Megan on seeing with the eye of the heart, there is this constant, uh, reminding the the remembering the reconnecting us to giving us language around when i see or hear something when i hear something inside that intuition like everyone has that you have that i have that every single being on this planet has that every human being has intuition it's yeah. not something like it's like ooh like you're blessed with it no you got it yeah everyone does every single person yeah. which is the the biggest thing where like I have been in love and I am going to have it as the on my book and I'm probably tattooing it all over my body is that Mary Tutu every nature every modeled form every creature exists in and with each other right. and so that interbeingness is um it's not it's not there are no gifts there are no but, there, everybody is just a fragment and it is so incredibly um, relevant to the intention today about being the queen, right? Mm -hmm. And, and re re eliminating the shame of stepping up and into because it's not, um, because we're all supposed to, yes. right? Mm -hmm. You're not, and when you raise your hand, it's not because you're putting someone else's hand down. It's you're raising your hand so that you can pull someone else up, right? Right. It's it's this sh shift, right? But I feel like as women, we have this thing that keeps us small because we don't want to step and shine and then create shadows where we shine, right? Right. Well, I feel like um, this is, I've done a lot of work in that space of yes. the... Uh, you know, dulling my sparkle or lowering my light. I, I, years ago now, I stopped doing that because I realized that I was focused on the potential shadows as opposed to the opposite, right? That flipping the script inside my head and, and saying, actually, when I step up and into that light, when I do allow myself to see others and in, in with this new vocabulary, like seeing others through with, with the eye of my heart, right? Like seeing them when I actually shine, shine my bright light, which is a freaking massive watt light. 
I, it is something that is just super natural within me. And if I don't do that, then they actually can't see themselves. Like, I really see that as not as the shadow, but as maybe the very first time they've ever had light on them. Yeah. I love that. And if I don't, and if you don't, and if all of us collectively are constantly shoving the sparkle back in our pockets, cause we don't want to leave remnants of where we've been. If we're turning down our lights, then other people can't actually see themselves. They can't see the breadcrumbs or the, the, the trail of sparkles, helping them get out of wherever they are. And that is the power of, of being queens, of being the, uh, you know, love warriors, of being lionesses, of being tigresses, right? The, um, the, we didn't actually share the affirmation yet, but it is, when I went yesterday, or not yesterday, on Sunday, I always kind of take a peek at what's going on this week. Like, ooh, what's happening? And I was like, this is so great. So let's, um, let me read that really quickly. Uh, it is, are you all ready? Take a deep breath. I have the divine values of a queen, the passion of a warrior, and a purpose that sets my soul on fire. And, you know, in, in my writing, I was like, okay, let's, let's say it again, but everybody stand up, put your hands in the air. Like I have the divine values of a queen, the passion of a warrior and the, and a purpose that sets my soul on fire. And that is a mantra that you can remind yourself of every single day. It makes you stand up. It makes you sit up a little straighter. Uh, and we all have, I mean, we do have a responsibility in during our time here to be fully present to be fully human and fully divine for the experience not only for ourselves but for others right oh i love that but i i think the permission and acceptance of being fully human we always have um i'm speaking for myself here so i'm, I'm saying we but i'm meaning my experience and through my lens is from even from a yogic tradition, it's this ascension is linear and it's taking us, you know, you, you progress, right? And that there is a lower state and a higher state, um, right? Of, of being, you know, asleep versus awake, right? And that's the paradigm. And, um, but, the, but this new download is that, you know, our humanity, we, we have a lot of shame around this stuff that, um, you know, in, in Mary Magdalene revealed, um, Megan Watterson talks about these as our seven, you know, things, um, I forget, what are they, the seven, what are they, what is, what language she uses, the uh, seven powers uh, of the ego? The, yeah, the seven ego, what are they called? Um, the seven powers of the ego? Yeah, the seven powers of the ego, right? Yep. And it's not that we are imperfect because we are experiencing the seven powers of the ego, but rather that is the entire point to experience the seven powers of the ego. And that, <laughs> yes. human, right. But we have been somehow sold a bill of go goods that we are to shame that stuff and to keep it hidden. And that's the shadow stuff, yep. which is another reason why, you know, in these women's circles and these goddess traditions, right. It's like about doing the shadow work. Like yeah. dig into your humanity because in the humanity and accepting, embracing and loving and being okay with that stuff is actually what helps unite our soul, right? right. And the union, that remembering of those two is actually where the profundity happens. And that just, again, like so many of us, just the ego stuff is like, oh, I'm not supposed to be feeling that. I'm like, no, no, no. That's actually the whole point. Yeah. We're yeah. supposed to be, you know? Right. Well, Glennon does talk about that in Untamed in a more like secular way when she talks about like, we don't, we're, we're taught from childhood that the ultimate is to be happy. Yeah. And, and we should be sweet and kind and happy. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be sweet and kind and happy. Uh, like those yeah. are great days. Those are great days. However, I think where there was like a, a releasing and in the chat, I'm, I'm sure you saw the same thing too. Like people were thrilled to feel the release of that pressure valve on the fact that they aren't always happy that you know these these um 
seven powers of ego, these these emotions, these spaces, these, you know, in, in the Bible, it talks about, you know, the, the seven deadly sins, yeah. uh, they simply the seven deadly sins, right? Yes. They've simply reframed yes. what it was that um, Mary writes about, right? And, and makes them bad and to be avoided, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Well, and it calls them sins <laughs> yeah. as opposed to these experiences, these, because they're not, um, they aren't all negative unless you it, they are in excess and only experienced in one or the other only human or only spirit like you there is the whole part is, is about joining and being fully both and yeah. i think that there was so that the chatter was fire in that yeah. like oh yes, we get attached to those things right yeah. that's the the real danger and the attachment, the attachment to it right mm-hmm well, the um, and that and right after that, we kind of circle right back around to her. She was talking about when we aren't do when we aren't fully present, when we're existing elsewhere. And I loved that that saying it, when we're existing elsewhere. And it, we often think about that meaning like well, I'm somewhere else, like my body is somewhere else. But it's actually any like our mind can be elsewhere. It can be existing elsewhere, and that that is. We have to snap out of that. We have to find the ways to bring us right back, to stop focusing on what's next and to be fully present, fully human, fully divine and, and enjoying that. Right. And I think that that's one of the, the negatives to the, um, to the redefining of these terms, right. To the redefining of these seven powers of the ego. And I believe one of the the reasons was it was Pope Gregory, right, who shifted Mary Magdalene from an apostle of the apostles to a prostitute. Yes. So he that was a decision that he made, and in 1591 we learned that um, the Roman Emperor of the time, Constantine or Constantine, depending on how you say it, um, chose that the the Christian the sect of the Christian religion or the way the Christian way that the military was really um, following is what he chose. So we went from uh, Pope Gregory saying, uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to shift Mary Magdalene from an apostle to the apostle uh, to the apostles into a prostitute. We're going to say that the seven powers that she was released from were actually sins and demons instead of the fact that Jesus taught her the way to master these, to be fully, in place. Uh, yeah. And then add on top of that, the war and the battles and the power over, not the power with, of the this one sect, again, yeah. of the Christian way that was militarized. Roman. And yeah. Roman. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, the thing, what I love about this journey, Malls, is that we are, we're seeing for the first time, so many of the things that so many of us grew up with and it's we're not actually this isn't a different religion no and and i think it's that's another layer of something yes that it's being unearthed and so and the fact that mary magdalene in the women's history month is it's really really important right that she has she's kind of reclaiming her spot um you know as teacher yes and many other women who are stepping in to our present space, our present time, this, such a time as this, right? In the Bible, it was Esther's moment, right? Esther stepped in and, and rose into her position of power um, in such a time as this. And here we are again. And this is, uh, for those of you who can see this, uh, this is the book that Megan Watterson wrote that she's now doing this course on. She's going to be doing multiple courses. You can find her at MeganWatterson.com. It's two G's and two T's. So um, we'll, we'll drop the link in. It's for those of you who are in that space, in the space. And I, I do believe that the ability to step away from the weekly churching, the business of religion is allowing a lot of people to do other reading and other connecting outside of that. There, there's a lot of con, uh, contextual research being done yeah. and in multiple religions, right? And and even Caroline Miss, if you've already done the Mary Magdalene Revealed, check out Carolyn Miss. And it's M-Y-S-S. -S. 
Yes, right? Emily SS. It's a, so all, everybody we're reading has these bizarre spelled names. I know, right? But, but she really does help, even for those of you who, who have studied the religions of man, right? If you've studied Buddhism, if you've, if you've studied or read the Quran, if you've read other religious texts and you're trying to figure out where there's the connecting of the dots, she does a really good job of that to show here's what, you know, the very first things we saw scratched on cave walls were about. They were about these human beings looking up and recognizing there is something bigger. Hmm. We have something out there. And, and so it is, it's the same journey. It's, it's simply with additional information. Yeah. And I love that it's all so interconnected. And the more that you learn and the more that you see those red threads of the sevens and the seven chakras, the seven egos, the seven deadly sins, and, and seeing how all of this is so beautifully like a puzzles of the pieces, just pieces of the puzzle just coming together, yes, yes. right? It, it diffuses the them and us, right? Yes. And it's just, there's a beautiful, um, Snatamkar is a kundalini um, yogini who does a lot of um, um, kirtan, which is basically seeing prayer. Um, but she, there's this um, beautiful line in one of her songs that basically um, says that all roads lead home. And um, if we all could just see each other on a path, the spider web, right, where we all will end up in the circle regardless of our path, whether we, you know, all roads do lead home, then it kind of takes away that need to be right. Um, it takes away that need to um, convince. Yeah. It takes away all of those things that separate us. And we can just see each other as a person, fully human, fully spirit, on a path, wherever that may be. Um, and I just, I think that is such a lovely, lovely, lovely idea. You too. Well, and, and one of the words that I am um, really like marinating in this week is kenosis. Yes. And, you know, she, um, Megan really talked about the kenotic path, reaching kenosis, this word that, you know, one of the things that I remember even it being in grade school and I went to parochial school, which basically was the church also had a school. So mm -hmm. the Lutheran church I was raised in also had a grade school. And then we also had a high school. And so from pre-kindergarten through my freshman year in high school, I had word of God every day, right? So we were in the Bible, in scripture every day. And I, I always, uh, there was always this question around like, uh, the the need to do and be in order to, achieve or be blessed or to be saved, or there was always this um, exchange of things that needed to, to happen, right? That, and there was, mm, I, I'm not finding the exact words, but there was always the, you, there was always a little, a little side of shame. A little yeah, I call that the good, the good girl mentality, right? Like that's my never enough stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And whether we're, we're, we perceive we're being judged by the person who's reading the scripture or we're judging ourselves through the filter of the words that are being spoken over to us, uh, we can be bound to that judgment. Right. Yeah. That, that word bound and binding. Yeah. That was like, that was, I think that was the, the third and final large aha on Sunday was this whole concept of emptying ourselves of our ego and our judgment and yes. that it's so is related to the dark side of anger. I mean, we can be righteously angry that that is one. I mean, that is a power that, that God placed inside us yeah. to, to help us help others, right? Yes. Righteous yeah. anger, but there is darkness in, in some of my anger. And there is a fine line between being bound by judgment and allowing that judgment to make me angry. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm preaching to myself again. Dang it. Oh my God. That we are meant the, the whole concept of we're meant to, to experience all of these things, right? The, the yes. realms of humanity. Yes. Our, and our ego is required. And so 
finding the harmony in all of those things, finding the harmony in my body, finding the harmony in my mind, finding the harmony in, in hearing my intuition, listening to that, to, to my spirit, not the spirit in me, but like, that's me. Like unseparating everything. I feel I, like I've been taught to separate everything. And I'm I, like, I get to, I don't have to separate it anymore. I, I exactly. And that, that kenosis path. Yes. Of, of, you know, is that, that, you know, I think the word she is that profound spiritual practice of that self emptying love. Yes. Right. Where it is, um, you know, and that's the, the, the ego emptying love. Right. And like, for me, like the way that shows up in my body, um, is feeling trapped. Mm-hmm. And so when she connected that word, bound and binding with that idea of when we're attaching to something yes, or we're being attached to something. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, there's an exchange, right? When someone is binding to us or when we're binding to something it's attached is the constriction of being bound. Yeah. And like, that was really, really profound because it's like, that's, that's the thing that I haven't been able to put words to in my own life personally of um, why I feel constricted. Um, and it's, it's the, it, it's not because it's um, I, I'm not, I'm not saying it right, but it, it's that the practice of the self emptying love. Yes. Well, and that's it. So this word kenosis, K-E-N-O-S-I-S, for those of you word hounds out there who are like, what did, What are they talking about? Um, Megan really, yeah, what I love is she's all about the origin of words, right? So she yeah. says something like kenosis, and then she says, well, um, kenos is Greek, and that means empty, right? And so this, this emptying of Whatever, whatever it is that is that is entrapping us, that is binding us, or uh, and and I think where where there was a lot of chatter in the the chat box and in my my mind was okay. So we have this. We're talking about this in in human terms, like it, as this human experience. That one hundred percent of me that is human, that is also part of one hundred percent of me that's divine. Then how how does things like um, marriage and hand the, the, the binding together of our hands, like digging more into that and, and exercising this new knowledge and covering these things with new knowledge and maybe releasing some of the stress that I had about it and the, uh, where I felt trapped or bound or whatever it might be with these contracts that we make. Cause when she was talking about um, kenosis and this kenotic path, the, the, that the concept of having the, this benediction of the soul so that I'm, I'm free to experience these human experiences like contracts and marriage and friendship and trust and all of this, and also experience this freedom. It's like, my mind still is not wrapped around it. <laughs> I know. Well, I, it is. And so I wrote it down because for me, like, it, again, these were like words of wisdom that were like flowing from her. So the, the, some, the self emptying of is the profound spiritual practice. And then she's like, even when we are being bound by someone else and that can, you know, come in the form of judgment of whatever that looks like, right. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be harsh, right. It can be subtle things. We're binding with with words and promises and all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. But even when we're being bound by someone else, that the practice of kenosis is not returning the judgment, right? So staying yes. in that place yes. where we are not returning the judgment and that the triggers within us, right? It's just the spirit, the trigger is our humanity saying, okay, something is feeling binding here. And so instead of rushing into the emotion of the, of the thing, right, whether it's anger or sadness or whatever it is, it's the ability to remain unbound, right. And to return non-judgment in its stead, Right. And that is incredibly hard work because typically someone says something, you're feeling trapped or triggered, and then you return that the exact same thing. Right. And then you're in battle you know, then it, then it's, you're binding each other to, and, you know, or trying to convince the other person of what you're trying to say. And then you're in this loop, right? Whereas what she was saying 
is when someone is finding you with judgment, that's some whatever that looks like, that the work of the kenosis path is to return non-judgment. Mm. And that's that. And the only way that you can do that is if you are fully present in spirit and aware of the in, in humanity as well as the processor. Yeah. And um, I'm like, okay, well, that's my life's work right there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. The the idea of when we're judged, whatever it is, when we're bound, whatever it is, to work to see it. I remember saying, see it, transform it, bring love to it, and release it. Release it. Yes. That's the part mama's got a lot of work to do. <laughs> well, that's transmutation, right? That's alchemy, where you take something and the way that you um, transform it, transmute it in within the seven laws of the universe is by holding the equal opposite, opposite vibration. So if someone is showing up in hate, then the way you transmute the hate is vibrationally holding space of love. Yeah. When showing someone is showing up in fear, the equal and opposite vibration of fear is what faith courage. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah. And so that is one of the laws of the universe, hermetic principles, right? It's when the way to transmute something is by holding its pole, its opposite. Right. Hold the pole. <laughs> right. Which is really cool is when you think about it. Right. And it's all the reasons again, like you don't hate doesn't make, you know, more hate and, and why fighting wars and all of this stuff is because you're doing the thing that's actually creating more of the same vibration. And the only way to truly transmute something is by changing its vibration, which is um, the equal and opposite pole. So, so true. I, yeah. And as you're saying that, I, I'm, re, I, I'm remembering some of the comments that were flying through my head as she was talking. And, and also I, I feel like there's, I've got so much learning happening right now yes, that between, between the really experiencing this course, the, you know, seeing with the eye of the heart, the, the book, Mary Magdalene revealed. I don't know if you had a chance to watch the female disciples documentary on Amazon prime yet. Not yet, but I did watch Mary Magdalene on Amazon. Oh, with Joaquin Phoenix yeah. and Jesus. Yeah, He's really so good as Jesus, I think. I mean, he got some, you know, got some flack, but I thought he was good. I, I did too. I loved it. I mean, he I was has a little bit of that, like, um, he has, he has the right energy, I think. Yeah. Where there's, because I always imagine that Jesus had a little bit of this kind of a funk. And I don't mean that as a negative, but like he had something that had to draw people to him. And I think that is, he had a separateness in his connectedness that had that, I don't know, like Joaquin Phoenix kind of has a stank to him, you know? Like, yeah. you like, well, Caroline Niskell said the charis or the, the charis, um, which is the root of charisma. Yes. Um, yeah, I agree. He's a little dirty in that book. I mean, in, in that movie, a little dusty and a little, like I could, you know, because the the path they're always like dusty and dirty and yeah, hairy and you know. It's so true though. It's it like I felt like they really did a good representation of of what that time would have been. And in my mind, the timeline of Mary Magdalene and Jesus was much longer than that movie. But you know, it's all of this just these interpretations. Yeah, it's it's the different interpretations, and I did love how. She actually, now when you see the, the movie about the female disciples, and I can remember Joan's name, but I can't remember the other gal um, that was part of that. But one of the things that they that they shared that kind of is a red thread with all of these other things is this, now that we have these knowings, we, we're uncovering these knowings, these truths that have been hidden, we cannot unlearn them. Yes, they we they are now part of us and they are now part of our history and of they are part of my yesterday and I'm bringing them into my today and I plan to bring them into my however many tomorrows I have. Right. But that there is this this great learning happening in so many I mean, across the globe, they're making freaking documentaries on Amazon Prime about this. <laughs> it seems like Amazon Prime is such a secular place, but you search Mary Magdalene on Amazon Prime and it's unbelievable all of the content that shows. And so I think that we're in this space now where we, um, it now is the time, right? It's, it is. Well, and this is the month, right? It's Women's History Month where we can actually step into and learn 
these parts of the story that have been edited out. Yes. And then we can apply those layers into the parts of our own story where we have felt powerless or where we have felt edited out. And we can bring the equal and opposite vibration into that and heal. Right. Yes. And, you know, like this morning on my drive into the office, you know, and the the lyric that was playing over and over is that you know you know i am peace and peace is in me you know i we we can heal together it is it does start with us each of us individually there is no better or worse it's just seeing each other as we are wholly and fully and um understanding that we're sharing this time and space and that it's it is up to us to to heal yes and we have we have the ability to do that for ourselves and for others which is again over and over we're seeing that um, the same power we have seen and experienced the the power over has been manipulated right has been militarized because there is a version of um, power with, but power over illness. Like we can, we can heal. We can do these things. Mm-hmm. And that we're, we're probably stepping into a, a, a layer that <laughs> is, is for another conversation. Um, I do want to honor uh, Women's History Month. And of course, every Tuesday this month, well, and every Tuesday period, we're celebrating women. However, this month, there are some fun things that are happening to, to celebrate women there. And so I would love to kind of talk about ways where we can um, inspire the community to honor each other. Uh, Woman up, of course, we're doing our second round of shine a light on her. And so I'll drop the link in for that. We're, we're shifting it up a little bit this year and doing more of a selfie challenge. So finding photos of you and the the women in your life who have made a great impact and sharing those throughout the month. We have some fun, of course, a caption so that we can follow along and and, uh, repost it on all of our channels. But this idea of really shining a light on each other and taking this month in particular this year, because we're at the one year anniversary of sheltering in place, right? We haven't seen these women for the most part in over a year and in person. And so taking time, you know, whether it's once a week or once a day to post a picture of you and a woman who is very special to you has done uh, impactful work. It could be a mom, it could be a grandma, sister, auntie, um, business partner, mentor, but who are those women? Write a list and post about them shine a light on them this month. It's, it is beautiful to review the women in history in this month. However, let us not make our friends wait for their eulogy to hear how they've impacted us. Right. Um, So that's, that's one idea. What, what I, what have you been seeing out there? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the return, um, you know, of reading, books by women authors, you know, um, again, there, I forget where it was that the, the great works were all men, you know? Oh and, yeah. That was in Cassandra speaks. Yeah. Cassandra speaks, oh, you know, God. is, yeah. is let's celebrate our women authors. Let's, you know, read books that are, um, written by our, our sisters. Let's see each other as sisters, you know, and even like the, the practice of when we're out and about in the world, instead of feeling separate, Mm -hmm. um, to feel sisterhood, right? So if we're in the line and, you know, in the grocery store or whatever it is, you know, just feel that interbeingness, um, with each other instead of feeling separate. Um, and I think that's a beautiful, um, very feminine, very maternal way of um, holding space for each other. So um, that is a, a practice that can be done as well. I agree. Um, I will I'll pull up my list from 2020 with all of those women authored books and podcasts and blog posts, et cetera. I'll drop that in, in there. I don't, I don't think that you've 
done your list yet for 2020, have you? <laughs> no shame, no shame. Uh, maybe you just start your 2020, what you've read. Yeah, you know, <laughs> 2021 for me kind of started off pretty shitty. I'm not going to lie. So um, yeah, I got sick, you know, all kinds of stuff is happening in my world. Um, so yeah, I have, I have not done that. Um, so it, it may not happen. Um, but what I'll do is, um, I certainly have my list of things that have inspired and moved me. So yes, um, yes. like I said, no shame, no shame whatsoever. I think that, you know, we, we do, we share here in snackable bite-sized treats, what, what we're consuming. And a lot of the books that we talked about today are on the blog post that I just shared at debortrapin.com slash my dash 20 dash in dash 2020. Uh, those are all like the Elizabeth Lesser book, um, the Cassandra Speaks that we just mentioned, Mary Magdalene Revealed is in there. Also the Book of Longings, which we uh, mm. kind of come back to dreaming about the all of the beautiful ways of living, even, even in the dusty, dirty time of Jesus. <laughs> oh my gosh, that Book of Longings is still um, like a songbird to me. Um, yes. And then I would add that, you know, Caroline Miss and Sacred Contracts in that, in that understanding of that collective consciousness. Yeah. So much of that is a nod to sort of the Carl Jung um, works, which I think is also fascinating that, you know, Carl Jung's, um, uh, I think, I think he actually called it the Red Book, actually, which yes. is, yeah, about how, um, which is another, you know, red thread, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> that this sacred feminine and the um, suppression and editing out of the sacred feminine, the Magdalene, if you will, of our culture um, and of the Christian story is the absolute deep wound of our world. And um, I totally agree with that. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like truth in my bones. So you feel it in your bones. Well, I would love to also hear from anyone who is here with us live or when you're watching the replay, what are you doing to celebrate this month? Do you and your uh, circle of lionesses get together? Do you celebrate somehow? Uh, do you, are you reading a specific book? You know, obviously we are book nerds around here. So if you are reading a book right now that is inspiring you, we'd love that. Uh, again, if you are not somebody who does a lot of posting on social media don't let the sharing that your love for another woman, because you have to post it on Instagram or Facebook for the world to see, like it doesn't have to be public for it to be effective. <laughs> like send her a text, call her on the phone, send her an email. It's, you know, you could pop on over to intentionalities.com. That's Molly's company and send, a, you know, send some love tea. Send some peace tea, send some wellness or some home tea or some equality. There is, you know, there are ways that we can show each other that we see each other, that we hear each other, that we understand each other, that we care for each other. And I was doing an interview last week with a women's group outside of the real estate space. And I did my little, I, I don't know if you've heard, but women are supporting each other now. Uh, public announcement and they roared. They were like, that, that is the truth, right? Yeah. And women are gathering to support and empower each other in record numbers yeah. in this time. And I mean, any woman who's on Facebook knows what I'm saying. Cause it's like every other day, there's a new Facebook group starting. That's like something about the sisterhood or girl power or lady, lady leaders or what, you know, I mean, it's, women are gathering in their own way with their own message. And I, you know, I think in there, like there might be, you might have a calling on your heart right now to start something. And you might be thinking, well, gosh, there's so many groups. It doesn't matter if your heart and spirit and whole being is calling you to gather women, gather women. There, there are never too many circles. There are never too many circles. I love it. Well, that's the, um, that's again, sacred geometry, right? That it all is like, I have a uh, tattoo of the, um, you know, my, the seed of life here, right? Yes. It's concentric circles, you know, which then creates the flower of life. And it's all it is, is interconnecting circles, but it starts with the two, the Vesica Pisces, yes. right? And so there is, that's it. Like that's the fully human, fully divine. And that's the start of it all. And then it, 
this is just the seed of it's it's so incredibly brilliant you know i just yeah Love I love it. it. I love seeing all the love that women are are sharing with each other and shining on one another. Um, the you know the fun part about the the woman up challenge, and we 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 need to talk offline about how we can bring rate my agent into that, right? Yep. The sponsor of woman up, like how can we you know do something fun inside the rate my agent community around that? Because I I believe in in the core of all of the things that we're talking about is about connecting with each other and truly seeing each other and honoring and celebrating each other and rate my agent. When you bring it right down to that foundational level, it's about how they connect with their clients and the impact of connect, truly connecting with their clients and their, their clients aren't a number. They're actually a human being that they yes. are serving at a, at a very vulnerable mm -hmm. stage, right? Oh yeah. Your next home, that is scary and exciting and, you know, makes some people thrilled and other people are very unhappy. Those people who don't want to change, who don't want to move, who don't want to relocate. There's a lot of emotions in that, pro in that process. And I love that with every person that we speak into and connect with and have power with, that it, that is the ultimate core, right? That we are creating and gathering and connecting to better our spaces. To I love it. I totally agree. And because I get to see all the reviews, you know, people are doing it. That is what is happening. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I never thought about that. You do get. It. It's like reading love letters. It is like reading love letters. And that's why I'm like so in love with, with agents and the real estate industry, because I do have a first, you know, front row seat seeing love letters of people saying, I mean, they, they say to their agents, I love you. Thank you. You saved my life. You, you settled my family into a place, right? I mean, there, there are the, these are not just words. They are, I mean, so that's why I'm like, if anybody ever asks why I rate my agent, I'm like, well, that I actually love those words. I just had a vision of Christy with all of her like voice skill. <laughs> she has a flair for the dramatic. She does. She's amazeballs. I can see her doing on camera readings of those letters. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, um, she's, yeah, we have a couple of tricks up our sleeve. Um, but yeah, that is we're trying to bring those reviews to life. You know, yes. it's really, it's really powerful. Yeah. yeah. And she's just, straight up fun. Um, I look forward to seeing how the project that uh, was sparked with you and Elaine is going, but we won't talk about it until you're ready. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm, I, I could talk for hours, of course, but shall we? Yeah, let's do a meditation. Let's find that, the seat again, connecting with the sitting bones, allowing that, that spinal cord becoming deep taproot into the earth. Just feeling the shift the body and the bones as we connect. So bringing the awareness to the first chakra, that's the at the very, very base of our spine. The associated color is red. And the mantra with this space is I am safe. Moving up along the spinal column into our Sacral chakra, our, our, um, the color associated, this is our womb, is orange. So imagine a beautiful orange glow here in our, in our womb, a place where we create. Um, the mantra is, I can create. Moving up into that space in the belly here, our Manapura chakra, our solar plexus. This is our storehouse of energy and will, and this color associated is yellow. So imagine this bright yellow glowing ball in the belly. And just associate this mantra with, with will. Um, I am creating or I am I am energetic like I have plenty of energy moving into that space between the, 
the chest here, the center of our heart, the heart center. The associated color is green. And the associated mantra is I am love, unconditional love, that emptying self-love, seat of the soul. Moving into the throat, the Shuddha chakra or throat chakra, the associated color here is a blue. And the mantra is I am truth. I speak truth. I sing. I have a voice. And then moving into the space between the brows, Ajna chakra here, our third eye, the associated color is purple. And I, I know, I am, I can, I have intuition, I have inner sight, inner vision. And then finally, the crown chakra, that unconscious collective that sort of connects us, binds us, unites us to all that is our inner beingness. And that associated color is white or gold or rainbow. Whatever you see, allow it to flow through and all around you. And that associated mantra is I am. Big breath from the base of the spine to the crown chakra and exhaling it down the same path. And open your eyes. Uh, so good. So we had an amazing full moon here on, well, it was really like Friday night here, Saturday morning, you, right? 12, 17 AM, your time, 9, 17. It was its perfect, perfect fullness. Uh, it was gorgeous here. And then it's been, I feel like that kicked off this weekend and this month with beautiful divine feminine energy. And I am looking forward to the next seven days. I'm excited for our next session on Sunday with Megan and seeing with the eye of the heart. Oh, thank you everyone for joining us today. It's been wonderful. I'm, I'm, I'm believing that our hearts desire to share some fun things that we learned and open, maybe open your mind to checking out one of these books or one of these classes to, to learn some more context about what we've really kind of walked the planet knowing our first, what, four decades. So um, until next week, everyone have, take good care. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus a place to uncover the opportunities that abound and create a moment to embrace grace and gratitude as we celebrate the beauty that is swirling all around us. To connect with us, head on over to our current collaboration site, moxieonfire.com and sign up for updates. That's moxieonfire.com. Let's all go forth and lead with love, trust, and faith.